Hello, podcast listeners. You are listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson. We are discussing Make It So number 7 today, Elite Force. It's actually Delta Force, but you should have called it Elite Force. All right. Anyway, this set is about making a sub-affiliation of a Delta Quadrant affiliation that already exists or making a sub-affiliation of Delta Quadrant folk that don't exist. However, you are barred from doing Delta Quadrant Federation, Holograms, Herogen, and Vidian. So I guess that means Kazon's on the table. Hmm. Sounds interesting. All right. Well, there's a lot of sub-affiliations that already exist in the Delta Quadrant, such as Non-Aligned Borg... What surprises me about this being an option on the table is it's probably one of the most popular and useful Delta Quadrant sub-affiliations. The fact that they have the blue uh, sub-command icon means that they have access to one of the most powerful play engines in the game, which is Nanoprobe Resuscitation. So honestly, I find them to be um, probably too powerful to be a group to be augmented with additional dudes. Uh, but the article goes into uh, some creative way. No, it doesn't actually. I'm thinking of a forum post. But anywho, uh, whatever. Uh, just so, how? What? What's going on in this particular challenge? So, the judges are looking for players to come up with six cards to augment a sub-affiliation of the Delta Quadrant, or for them to come up with a new one. Fine. Okay. They all have to be personnel, or have to be cards that reference the given affiliation. And in this case, it is the affiliation of the card and not the sub-affiliation that the card has to reference. However, I think it'd be kind of silly to make a card that doesn't reference the sub-affiliation in some way. But... If you want to, you know, convert security drills and you made a new federation something, then I don't see what the problem with that would be. Anyway, um, I'm not sure converting cards is supposed to be allowed in this sort of, uh, in this sort of, uh, competition. So, uh, it doesn't really matter, I guess. So, (laughs) let's ignore that particular scenario. So, what is going on here? So, you do that. You come up with a sub-affiliation, and then you go with it. Some things that the judges uh, will be worried about are particularly escalation of the game. They don't want any cards created to make the Delta Quadrant better. They simply want to make it... um, Well, how do you make something different but not better? Uh, Or make something... Maybe it's okay to make something that's not okay better. Like Delta Quadrant Klingons, for example. They could use some love. They're fine. They're not bad. You can definitely do some interesting stuff with them, but they're just not great. But is the objective of this particular challenge to make Delta Quadrant Klingons as good as Herogen? And I think the answer to that is no. But is it to make them as good as... TNG Federation 
to which the answer is probably you want to make them better than that. How about TNG Ferengi? Well, are they the best affiliation right now? Are Herogen? Are Delta Quadrant? Or, I mean, are TNG Klingons? It's all about who the judge is, of course, in this case. And that's a rant I've gone on way too many times. So when you decide how much power you want to infuse in your sub-affiliation, you have to be very careful to make sure it's not some amazing power that is completely broken. So do keep that in mind. But at the same time, simply adding a few personnel and maybe adding two or three you know, big names to that sub-affiliation, if you can, may not be uh, good enough. Maybe the judges want more. So read your judges well. <laughs> uh, kind of make sure you do everything that the article says. Don't make things too powerful, I suppose. But, uh, and don't add a non-aligned icon to any dudes as a second affiliation. They said don't do that. There was a couple other things that get called out in the uh, criteria for judging, but just stick to them. But you really want to know what what's the magic? What's going to get you the 10 out of 10 on a card? Frankly, I don't think anyone could get a 10 out of 10 on any card in this competition. I don't think it's happened, except for me. And apparently I judge wrong, so that's okay. So... No one's going to get a 10 out of 10. How do you get a 9 out of 10? How do you get an 8.5 out of 10? Uh, you... What do you do? Where's the magic? I don't know. Uh, frankly, I'm not really sure what the secret sauce is to appealing to the judges in this competition. Uh, I think, though, some general tips are... Do some, don't, don't worry about the creativeness of it so much. Worry more about the gameplay and making sure that it doesn't break precedence. When it breaks precedence, time and time again, we see someone say, Oh, it's never, we've never done that before. Boo. So, but then I think we've seen the opposite be true as well. So, I guess what I'm trying to say here is it's not going to be possible to have this competition, this particular challenge, shake out what's good and bad until we see what comes out. Now, this is inherently unfair. I, I totally think that's true. But it is the nature of the game, and you kind of just have to be willing to take what comes your way from the judges and roll with the punches. Ideally, Make It So would be more about really designing cards and not this silly competition to make things that aren't properly designed cards. So, how would I go about this competition? How would I go about this challenge? I would pick a sub-affiliation that needs some help, like Kazon. I know that's a full affiliation, but they need help. And I would pick Kazon, and maybe I would pick a small sub-affiliation of them. 
maybe one Nistrum or a Kazan uh, sect, whatever it is. Um, yeah, pick Nistrum or Ogla or something. And I wouldn't worry about finding images for cards you want to add. Just come up with interesting cards. Or if there is some lore or some mention of somewhere, anywhere in Trek, go to Memory Alpha. Really, I don't think worrying about uh, if such a card can be justified through the Trek sense, I wouldn't worry about that. I would just make the cards. Definitely, <clears throat> we have a great creative team. If you need some card to exist, then I would rely upon them. Now, I'm not sure how the judges will react to this. I'm not sure how players will react to this. That is the audience, if you will. You just... I, I would say if, if a card... If some... If the game needs a card, just make the damn card. Don't worry about if it really exists in the game. Um, that said, that might be a last resort. Because creative may come back and say there is no way we can do this so maybe instead of letting that happen you consider what Star Trek as a property can offer uh, so so anyway Kazon what would I do I'd uh I think the one card <laughs> the one most creative card of all time for Kazon has already come out and that is the USS Voyager from was it Shades of Grey um, anyway, what a fantastic card. I'm kind of surprised we're not seeing more Kazon decks come out of this. What else do they need? Honestly, uh, the fewer cards needed to make an affiliation better, great. Um, that's not to say this... I, I guess I'm kind of surprised that there is a six, a hard limit a hard minimum and a hard maximum on the number of cards that need to be output by the players. Six is kind of a weird number. It's just a number. It's two cards for each player on the team, for each designer on the team. Um, I, I just don't know. Um, if Let's say I wanted to do Kazon, and I think they just need four cards. Well, why can't we just do that? So... Uh, whatever, it's a competition, and they're expecting six cards. So, um, not very much like real design, again. So, uh, such a broken record. I really do apologize for that. You want to know how I'd win this competition? Let's just try Kazon out. Let's just have fun with Kazon. They, uh, they require having a certain, uh, person in play, right? The, the first of, uh, sect or whatever. I, I don't remember the exact terminology. I would come up with a card to get that personnel out more quickly. Uh, what I, th I think the Voyager did this in a good way, though. The Voyager's Magic Commander, I believe, is one of the firsts or whatever. And um, so you would captain's order or use a ready room door to grab uh, that Magic Commander, and so you're good to go. So, mm, anything else, like a card that explicitly says, you know, once per game, download a dude, it just doesn't seem very creative to me. Um, it seems kind of forced and just on the surface so 
I don't know, not interesting. So if that's your idea, if you're saying, well, let's get a guy out early, but let's do it in a creative way. So maybe I would go and say, all right, um, what about, um, whoa, okay, crazy drivers out there, great. I would say let's look at, um, maybe a mission, like, uh, that downloads one, right? We have a mission that downloads one. That's not unprecedented. So you could get a mission that says once per game downloads a Kazon, or you discard a couple cards from it, or some, you know, if it needs a cost, add a cost to it, um, maybe make the mission not so good, or something like that, make it a 30-point mission, and then have it download a guy once per game. You got your ship there, that's, you know, so you don't, you don't just start off with it. Um, so maybe you don't let any outpost seed there. And then you go there and get the guy. Great. So now you can play more guys. Or maybe maybe you come up with a new free play engine uh, that says uh, once per turn your Kazon may report for free. Or, or you find like um, you dig into the Trek lore and you find that the Kazon sex... Um, had a big treaty one day, and uh, that once you have two of any firsts in play, all the other Kazon can report for free, or something like that. It sounds a little ridiculous when I'm thinking about it right here, but it seems like an interesting idea. Uh, so don't discount some, just, you should, you guys should brainstorm some crazy ideas. Um, doesn't have to, like, super reflect precedence. It doesn't have to be a clone of Home Away From Home. But uh, it should... <laughs> and again, uh, Home Away From Home was a, a great idea as a play engine for Kazon. But I digress. And uh, definitely should have digressed a long time ago on that. Let let the Kazon be free. Um, or something. The fact that they can't be assimilated by the Borg apparently just isn't good enough. Uh, they need, uh, maybe, maybe instead of busting open their free play engine, you let them draw a lot of cards. Maybe Kazon, uh, the affiliation should be well known about how it is resourceful in, you know, drawing cards. And, you know, as a metaphor, is good at making deals or something. Um, and so we should expand them to be better at drawing cards. So you could, like, if, if no... If any, like, like a finally ready to swim sort of thing. Uh, if no non-aligns uh, with your Kazon. Or this might be, in general, a good Delta Quadrant card, now that they can't really mix with anyone. You know, uh, that was a punishment, but uh, let's reward them for taking another step and not mixing the non-aligns with them. Let's say, uh, as long as you don't have a non-aligned guy in play, you can draw an extra card at the end of your turn. I think that's a fantastic idea. Or, you know, draw a card or play a card or something like that. It, it didn't really work out for Starfleet all that well. I mean, it made them a little better, but they still needed more. Starfleet still quite isn't there yet. And I think Starfleet was a, a great little affiliation to experiment on and try some new things, which is great. 
Um, so we should take the lessons from that, not only make Starfleet better, but, you know, we could improve the bad Delta Quadrant sub-affiliations. Let's take another Delta Quadrant sub-affiliation just for the fun of it. And let's try making a new one from scratch. So let's dig through my brain and find a Voyager episode that was really cool. So, uh, yeah, how about the revised uh, holograms? That would be awesome. They already exist in 1E as uh, 2EBC cards. So why don't we... I mean, okay, fine. So the, the challenge explicitly said, no Delta Quadrant Federation. Well, let's make them non-aligned, maybe? I mean, they didn't really seem very Federation-like. Um, it said no holograms, so well, maybe I should just toss this out completely. So, mm, I don't know, I thought it was an interesting idea. So, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, let's see, what else was an interesting thing? Uh, Borg? Maybe uh, uh, the Borg dissidents would be an interesting thing to do. Like a whole new paradigm of playing Borg. Could you do it in six cards? What an interesting challenge. What an interesting way to try to make a whole new Borg like scheme. We did it with one card in Engage and uh, with the they will be coming and it turned into, you know, a problem obviously with the 12 space and all that. But think of, you know, if we can change if we can make you play a whole new Borg deck with just one card. I think what you could do is six cards. I know it's uh, not a, it's a it's a fallacious argument, you know, because uh, it was done with one, you could do it in six. I mean, maybe it's somewhat logical, but I think it'd be an interesting challenge. Like, uh, but I mean, you could argue that the Borg are not an affiliation that needs more help. They are a Delta Quadrant affiliation, though. So strictly speaking, I think you know, as the challenge is laid out, you could definitely come up with a Borg sub affiliation that would be interesting. So. You know, um, I would see the card that says, you know, as long as you don't have the queen in play, you know, do X, Y, Z, A, B, and C, and go from there. That would be so cool. Um, now, in 1E, yeah, strictly speaking, you'd probably make something like the Borg, uh, the Borg Dissidents non-aligned. But maybe not, because... In one e, the Borg are really such uh, just a sanctioned, a very sectioned off, different affiliation that no one touches unless you're playing Borg. So, to stick with those rules might be very interesting. To come up with a, a new seven of nine and a new, uh, maybe not a new Borg queen, but uh, new the guy uh, who is the leader of Unimatrix Zero, and maybe you could have a card that's like once per turn, uh, you know, or you know, what's there was some statistic they gave in the episode about uh, one out of every hundred thousand Borg drones had this defect. So, you know, maybe you could add a random element to it where, um, or not even random element, but just say, you know, you can play a universal Borg drone uh, for free every turn as a conversion to Unimatrix Zero. And then, and then, what about, you know, you have a card like your Borg can now attempt missions. Um, they could still do objectives, but let's say they could do missions like normal people or something. Uh, maybe this may be too ambitious for a make-it-so competition, but I do think it is a fascinating idea. Uh, great. I've probably left more questions on the table than I have answered, 
but for the challengers, I say good luck with this. Don't stress out too much with this. It's an interesting challenge, but at the end of the day, Make It So has so many problems in it that if you are not doing this for fun, then you're probably doing it wrong. All right, questions, comments, or concerns, you can give me a call at 267-CALL-CPJ or leave me a voicemail, or you can leave me a voicemail there, or send me a PM at CorbinQ27 on the message boards. You can always email me at CorbinJohnson at me.com. Until next time, this is Corbin Johnson signing off, saying so long and thanks for all the trek. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. To find out more about that license, visit creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash sa slash 3.0. Our theme music is Space Ace by Mark Teichert. Other songs included are Inspiration and Mission Briefing by Mark Teichert. Our outro song is Teleporter by Dungeon Kimura. You can find out more about these artists at jamendo.com. J-A-M-E-N-D-O.com. And each of those is released under the same or similar Creative Commons licenses as this podcast.